also just always thinking about like, what can I add? Like, what is this meal missing? Like I need those three food groups. And that's really where I try to, I strive to help my clients understand that a meal doesn't have to look like what you see on Instagram or what you see in the restaurant. Welcome to the Daily Dietitian Podcast. I am your host, Stacey Mitchell. I am so happy to have you here. My goal for this podcast is to break down the latest health topics and help clear the clutter in the messy world of nutrition and fitness. We hope to inspire, educate, and entertain all things wellness. Join us as we talk with experts in their fields on how to feel our best in our own body and mind. Hey there, thank you for joining us this week with another episode in our meal planning series. Today we talk with registered dietitian Karina, and she has been on the podcast previously, way back on episode number 17, titled Fasting, Carbs, Detoxing. Oh my. I just love where this conversation went as we were talking about easy meals that she puts together. Karina simplifies what products to buy. Like those questions that we have. Should I buy the whole wheat pasta? Is it healthier? This food is processed. Hmm, that's, that's probably not very good. She answers all those questions, plus she explains her three food groups she recommends for making balanced plates. Join us for this conversation. Karina, it is so great to have you here. Will you introduce yourself to all those that are new here? Hi, I'm Karina. I'm a registered dietitian and health coach. And I have a uh, business where I provide nutrition coaching to help people stop dieting and just really find a more positive and balanced relationship with food. And you sure have a lot of fun on social media and sharing, you know, items that you uh, put together for your meals and snacks. Um, can you share with us some of like maybe your favorites if you had, say, five to ten minutes, your favorite go-tos? Sure. Um, so I definitely agree a lot of people are busy, so I love having these quick meals. Um, one of the, my favorite meals is of course going to be a sandwich. We've definitely talked about this before. Um, I always have sandwich ingredients on hand. Um, so I can just quickly put that together. Um, the other meal that I have that's more of a go-to is just spaghetti. Very simple pasta, some kind of protein and sauce, um, to just, again, you don't have to think about it. You just quickly put it together. Um, my third go-to meal is going to be um, like a beef bowl. I usually will buy, um, if I'm running short on time, I will stop by the grocery store, just buy some really thinly sliced um, stir-fried beef, and then just come home, quickly cook that with some soy sauce, and I add a little bit of sugar to cut some of the saltiness, um, saute that with some green onions, and then I just pair it with some white rice and whatever veggies I have on hand. And those are my three uh, go-to meals. I love it. So, so simple and so filling too. Yes, definitely always trying to, to make the meal balanced, um, but also filling when you're short on time is key. Now, do you meal plan for the week do you get stuff ready or do you just buy kind of the shortcut items that are helpful for quick meals 
I do both. So I will definitely use a lot of shortcuts, um, foods that are already um, chopped or you know put together. And then if like, for example, the beef that I said earlier, I'll have, I'll take out those recipes where like, I know how to do this quickly and I'm going to like, you know, bang this out. And I just combine both of them. So I have kind of a combination of like some cooking and then some actual non-cooking. Is there a shortcut item that you just always have to have, whether that be a seasoning or a sauce or a simple protein? Oh, so many. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I'll share a couple um, I definitely am really into salad kits and stir fry kits, um, where again, the ingredients are just the perfect combination it takes us thinking out of, okay, like how am I going to put together this salad that's going to taste good? So definitely always have those in my fridge. Um, I also like to buy already cooked proteins. So whether that's buying a rotisserie chicken at the grocery store or um, going to my favorite bakery and picking up some of the proteins that they have there, like um, whatever chicken or salmon or meatballs. Um, Also looking at the, some frozen proteins. So like having like chicken tenders or sometimes they already have like uh, frozen meatballs, things like that that you can quickly just, it's just like easily accessible and it just makes your life easier. I love having those on hand. And sometimes those products get a bad rap. You know, they are um, known as processed and people kind of put the little shame game on them. Um, What would you say to that? Um, I would say to get some background on (laughs) what is considered, you know, bad or what preservative you're concerned about instead of, you know, just saying, Oh, this is bad. I would say, get curious and question it and, you know, come to us dietitians on social media and, and ask us, you know, say, Hey, I'm interested in this product. Like, what do you think about it? Like, what's your opinion? And that's really what we're here for is to help you clear out all of that misinformation of, you know, the ingredients that are in food products, because yes, it is true. Some food products are highly processed and we don't want to eat those foods every day, but other ingredients, other food products in a lot of companies are very wholesome. And it's really just the food that you're getting and maybe a little bit of added salt, a little bit of added phosphorus, preserve it, but that's not going to be harmful for you. Are there any red flag ingredients um, within certain items? Um, I think this really comes down to a person's values and their preferences. Um, There are a lot of people who will say, oh, you know, I don't eat any food products with aspartame or, you know, I don't eat any products with just natural regular sugar. So, Everything that's in the market that's sold in stores has been inspected and approved by the FDA. So it's generally safe to consume. Uh, But again, it really comes down to what your preferences are. And another example would be like organic versus non-organic. Like 
it's going to come down to whether you are comfortable making that decision. If that aligns with your finances, with your personal health views. So I really like to support people in making decisions based off of that versus saying like, Oh, and giving a generalized statement, like just never eat anything with this ingredient inside. 100%. Um, <laughs> you know, and you mentioned some good things like with aspartame and, and those other ingredients because some people, you know, have, I know for myself, sometimes I get a little stomach issues or something if those type of uh, mm-hmm. ingredients are in there. But overall, like you said, have the focus of your meal with good, wholesome food, colors and proteins and fibers and whole grains. Um, you don't really have to worry too much about the rest of it. <laughs> Yes, exactly. And of course, um, fresh food is always going to be best. Um, But if we can have a combination of mostly fresh food and then some food that's already, you know, prepared and created for us um, to balance out our diet, then it's totally healthy and possible. I remember getting like this little... It was like a pocket-sized pamph- pamphlet from from a company, and it talked mm-hmm. about like ingredients, like good and bad list. And those are back in the days of when I was, uh, let's say, a very mm-hmm. particular dietitian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And now I just think of like, oh, that's kind of a, a headache. I mean, that's a it's overcomplicating it. And I and I bring this mm-hmm. to the attention because yes, you can get caught up in so much of that. Um, and, and it, it was for me, it was almost to the point of, um, the orthorexia, you know, and that's kind Mm -hmm. of, um, what, what is that? It's a, a mental entity. Like a mentality. Yes. Of getting too caught up in, um, what's in your food, where did it come from and not really enjoying the food itself. Yes. And I think that a lot of, like we see a lot of um, a lot of articles like that on the internet, on social media, where like this is good and this is bad, and putting a lot of labels. But we have to remember that that's general information that people are giving, and nutrition is very personalized and specific to the individual. And just like us here we have different food preferences and that's okay. We have different taste buds and we have to take that into account when we're actually reading those articles because it it really just doesn't apply. There's no like one food that is considered good might be good for me and it may not be good for you, Stacey. So it's really just be cautious of those articles and just know that nutrition is more nuanced than just good or bad in that black and white mentality. So you don't get caught up in, you know, the details. Yes. Sometimes I wish my prof- our profession was more black and white. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, it's, it's a little too much sometimes. Um, you mentioned mm-hmm. some of your favorite go-to meals, sandwiches and pastas. And, you know, maybe someone might be thinking, well, that has a lot of carbs. What would you say to them for that? (laughs) I would always say, um, just, I always say, tell my clients to like have at least three food groups. So a protein, a carb and a veggie, some fiber or some fruit. 
Um, so it's possible to add, you know, veggies or to your sandwich and balance that out a little bit with protein and, you know, the bread. So it can be a complete and balanced meal. You can also have some fruit or salad, you know, raw veggies on the side as well to add more fiber to make it more filling. Um, same with the spaghetti. Um, one thing I like to do um, if I have on hand is I'll spiralize some zucchini and add that to the spaghetti to add some more fiber. You can use whole grain uh, pasta if you like that to also add more fiber. But also just always thinking about like, what can I add? Like, what is this meal missing? Like, I need those three food groups. If you're missing some of that fiber, it's okay if, you know, you're just eating some spaghetti and some baby carrots on the side. Maybe that seems like an odd combination, but you're, if you like that, then you're taking into consideration, like adding that extra fiber. And that's really where I try to, I strive to help my clients understand that a meal doesn't have to look like what you see on Instagram or what you see in the restaurant. It's really about finding foods that work for you and getting those nutrients in, in whatever way is best for you. And with the pasta, do you generally like, I love your tip about the zucchini, but there's so many type of pastas. There's chickpea, there's white pasta, there's veggie mm-hmm. pasta. Do you have a personal preference? Honestly, I just like regular white pasta. I am not a big fan of whole grain pasta, but that's okay because I like whole grain bread and I like whole grain cereals. So I still get whole grains from other foods that I eat so I think it's a good balance for myself to you know just eat white pasta because that's what tastes best for me I love hearing that um again years ago in my mm-hmm. newly dietitian I would get the 100% whole wheat and my husband would just mm-hmm. look at me and be like can we just get regular pasta and I was just like oh, what why <laughs> <laughs> we have to have the whole grain. The whole grain's the best. And you know what? So so from then on, I just ended up getting regular white pasta. But have you looked at white, regular white pasta? It's fortified with nutrients. It has like seven grams of protein per serving. It's mm-hmm. It gets a bad rap. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. And I also felt like that as like a, when I was a student. <laughs> that I was like, oh, I just have to eat whole grain everything and I have to eat organic everything even though I can't afford it and I make like $200 a month. Yes. <laughs> but yes, that's a really big, um, I think, misconception where people are really demonizing white bread or white pasta. Um, but yes, the difference between like fiber and grams is maybe like one gram less. Right. And a lot of products, like you said, have those added minerals and vitamins to make it like a more equal or comparable product to the whole grain. So you are still getting some of those vitamins and minerals that you would get from whole grains. But of course, having the actual product that is in its natural form is ideal, but you're still getting nutrition from the other products. So, Yes. You are so right in saying that um, it's about a gram difference and there's, um, I'm going to do a, that's on my to-do list of making the comparison (laughs) between the three, I would say for those type pastas, but 
there's really not that yeah. much difference. It's just kind of mind blowing to to see the numbers and to think, well, I thought this was the healthiest. <laughs> yeah, and it's I like as dietitians, you know, squashing those perceptions of like of people yes. just saying this is terrible because it's you know the the FDA is aware of the lower quality foods and they're going to you know, have those requirements of like, you have to add in those B vitamins to make this food, right. you know, more nutritious for the public. So right. I think people overlook um, the work that our government is doing to keep us healthy. And I'm going to point out iron also in there too, especially for mm-hmm. women that uh, we, we, I always need more iron to keep my energy up. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, those items have mm-hmm. added sources of those extra minerals and vitamins in there. So great point. Yeah. And I always like to point out too that, you know, milk doesn't naturally have vitamin D. You know, that's added in because generally people drink a lot of milk. And that's like one thing that our government did, right? So that we yes. get enough vitamin D. So, you know, these things go on behind the scenes and people, I think people don't really know about it. And that's why it's it's good to have, you know, like a dietitian to kind of, you know, clear, provide some clarity on all the misinformation in the world. Yes. Um, When I was talking with that dairy council dietitian um, last year, she mentioned how dairy has the, the 13 essential uh, nutrients in there or, or except for one, I think it was the fiber. And I was like, Oh, I kind of forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that cool? Like people are always shocked when I tell them that, uh, yes. like, like cow's milk has carbs. They're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yes, it's like 12 grams of carbs for like a glass. <laughs> it's also a natural, sugar called lactase you know it it's mm-hmm. not added it's what it's made up of right yes yeah so you know we're totally nerding out on <laughs> all, of the, all the food products but but it is that's why i i want people to ask us more questions and i always encourage you know anyone who i work with to ask questions most be curious i love teaching them about food products and reading labels and just our system. I love that. We could talk all day about that. Um, breaking down the myths there. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Within the meal planning, do you have any favorite kitchen utensils or equipment um, to help keep the meals simple? Oh, definitely. I actually really enjoy cooking. And if I had more time, I would spend more time in the kitchen. Um, the number one thing I like is the air fryer. Uh, it's just for leftovers. It's just so good. <laughs> you know, it really brings in that, you know, crispiness into the food and also for cooking veggies quickly, um, just salt and pepper, some olive oil, throwing whatever vegetable in there. It's just a real, a huge time saver. And that's my number one appliance, my most used appliance. Um, and then I just want to say that a lot of people will probably really underestimate this, but having good knives and good pots and pans. It wasn't until like two years ago that I actually invested in having 
quality pots and pans and like it has changed my life. <laughs> I was still using pots and pans that I had from college and <laughs> I didn't realize that it was affecting like my cooking outcome and also like taste. It just, everything is just so much better with quality, uh, quality tools in right. the kitchen. Yes. Um, good point on that. It is just like tools and having um, the right tools for anything else. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, we do have a couple quick closing questions. And the first one is, what are you currently obsessed with? And this is this food product? Anything that is exciting to you. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> um, any So... Right now, I'm currently obsessed with um, learning how to skateboard. <laughs> I love it. So um, I've always wanted to learn, and so I got a skateboard, and I'm, I've been trying to take lessons and actually learn because it's actually really fun. <laughs> I don't, and so I'm trying to like my friend and I are just really reaching out into this like girls skating community <laughs> and. Um, so we've been super into that and like looking at skate camps and it's just really fun. I highly recommend it. Um, you know, just getting on the board and going really fast. <laughs> I love hearing that. Um, cause I always like to do stuff like that with my kids. And sometimes when I do those things, I'm like, are people looking at me weird in the neighborhood? But I don't care. So good for you. <laughs> No, I definitely feel that way when I'm at the skate park and there's just, it's like all kids. But I'm like, wait, like I'm the adult here. Right. <laughs> Who cares? Yes. Exactly. Uh, last question. Do you have any mindset mantras that you go by? Um, yes. I, I guess it's, I didn't really consider it a mantra, but. I do find that I think about this often when I'm, I guess, going, when I'm, when I feel like something's really hard, um, I usually will ask, tell myself, um, like, you know, this isn't the hardest thing that I've done. (laughs) And I got that from when I was actually running up a hill and I was, you know, kind of struggling and I was like trying to talk myself into walking and like kind of quitting or maybe like going back or stopping. And then I started thinking about like all the other exercises and races and things that I've done that were much harder than running up that hill. And I was like, well, this isn't the hardest thing that I've done. So I just kind of pushed myself and kept going. And now I just kind of apply that to everything else. So, and it's been kind of working where I kind of take a second before just being like, ah, I quit. And just being like, wait, like, is this difficult or am I just doing something uncomfortable? Uncomfortable is hard, especially in the very beginning. Yes. Yeah, it definitely is. And um, like we both know that we have to get uncomfortable to grow and to change. And we probably both talk about our clients um, we talk about that to our clients. And so I try to practice that myself too. And right. be like, okay, like I've done some really scary things and, you know, this it's going to be okay. <laughs> yes. Like giving myself a pep talk. 
you need that. You need to tell, you need to give yourself that pep talk. And um, I think I saw, are you getting ready to train for a half marathon too? I am. I have never done one. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I think, so it's like 13 miles and the most I've ever ran is six. So I'm really trying to double awesome. that. <laughs> oh, um, good. But again, just going back to uh, just trying to challenge myself like in all areas and I've always tried to challenge myself when it comes to fitness um just also to stay like entertained like if I don't have anything to work towards at least personally I get bored with my workouts and I can totally relate to people who are like oh I don't want to go exercise but if you have something you're working towards it's it's fun and I like even though I'm not you know placing first place like I'm racing against these other people and it's it's enjoyable I think it's fun a good experience to have that kind of like a lot of adrenaline rush and just having some healthy competition I love hearing how you're getting out of your comfort zone and your skateboarding and and running adventures that's so much fun to hear (laughs) (laughs) I know I I think probably since COVID too like we were inside and now I'm like unleashed right Right. (laughs) I'm like I just want to go outside and run around and you know feel like a kid again (laughs) yes make the most of it so Uh, Karina, thank you so much for sharing your tips here and just breaking it all down for us and uh, keeping it simple. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me, Stacey. I always enjoy coming on here and talking to you. And um, I hope that your listeners find this helpful and enjoy the episode. Thank you for joining us this week. This week on social media, I'll be asking some questions. I would love to hear from you. Let me know what your favorite go-to meals are. What are the must-have items in your kitchen? I would love to compile these answers and share. And I just hope this episode has brought some relief in the products that you buy. Um, Just this week, a friend was surprised that I bought regular pancake mix and pasta because that's what my family likes best. That's what, what they will eat. Add some colors and other nutrient-dense foods to the meal to make it a balanced plate. And Karina definitely shared that today. She has such wonderful tips and easy meal planning ideas in her stories. Um, she gives the best mindset tips. So go and follow her on Instagram at Dietitian Karina. And friends, I just want to thank you. Have a wonderful week. And we will see you back next week for another episode in our meal planning series.